Hey, welcome Wildcat fans to play ball, the Daily Wildcat Baseball and Softball Podcast. <laughs> this new weekly show will highlight the errors on the baseball and softball teams, recap the previous series, and look ahead to what's next for each team. My name is Ari Koslow, Assistant Sports Editor, uh, where, and your host of this podcast, where you will be hearing from members of the Sports Desk as we report and recap what you need to know this season. And in this episode today, I'm joined by Sean Fagan, Seth Litwin, and Brian Savick. And so we will get right into it. We'll start off with the softball team. Uh, Sean, you mentioned last week in the episode that you were looking for the softball team to sweep Oregon State. And I did just that. So I'll start with, off with you with, with what you saw from the softball team this past weekend. So as you just pointed out, Ari, I had said straight up, I will accept nothing less than a sweep. And they did it. The reason I said that is because at the beginning of the season, this team dominated their opponents early on offensively. And we saw when they went down to that Florida road trip and then eventually went to Washington, the offense had dried up. And that's what they're known for is that they pound you into the dirt within the first two innings on offense. And then they either run rule you or they win by like four or five runs still without the rule. And that's what they did against Oregon state. They reestablished themselves as a top team in the pac 12 Again, though, I'm, I don't sound, want to sound like a pessimist, but Oregon State, we expected them to do this. So I'm going to wait again to see when they play a big powerhouse team to see if they can do it again. I'll point this out really quickly, though. Honestly, what we all know, I mean, it was the Jesse Harper show. I mean, she was just, just whacking bombs over the fence. I think she hit like, what, four home runs over the course of the entire series. And I remember I had interviewed her before, and I had asked her about her home runs and how she was getting close to the record. And she said you know, home runs are cool, but they're not like win all be all. And I thought, well, they kind of were in this series because her and Deja Moipola and Alyssa Palomino Cardoza were just hitting the, just destroying the ball almost at every at bat they had. And I do think that an important part of this team is home runs because the way they got back into that one game against Oregon state, I think it was early on in the series. Um, yeah, it was a uh, game two. They were down, they were down five, nothing. And that game is when they eventually went off and like Molly Pola homered and um, Jesse Harper had homered and then Palacios homered. So, I mean, she's a great player, but I do kind of have to disagree with her. I do think home runs are a center point of this team. Yeah, you mentioned Jesse Harper and also Alyssa Palomino Cardoza, who hit uh, 727 this weekend. Uh, and you mentioned the comeback win. I think really that kind of shows you how much character this team has. Uh, falling down 2 nothing and 5 nothing in two of the four games and then bouncing back and coming back in both those games. It really shows you, like, even when you go down early, they still have enough fight to come back. And, you know, this offense can erupt for 10 runs, 12 runs, you know, any given game. So they're never really out of any game. Uh, I'll go to you, Seth, next. What did you see from the softball team this past weekend? Yeah, no, uh, I kind of agree with what, um, you know, what Sean was saying. That was a big uh, – you know, that was a good homestand for him, sweeping Oregon State especially after the tough Florida road trip and going to Washington, losing the two close games and having the next two uh, canceled. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, long trip up there just to only play two games and then lose them both. But yeah, they came back, took care of business against a, you know, team that they were definitely better against better than. And um, I mean, I just was kind of looking at their team batting averages and they're, I mean, just, I mean, batting averages doesn't kind of tell the whole story, but it's just off the charts. It seems like almost all of their uh, starters is hitting over 300 and then halves like hitting over 350. So, I mean, they just, they hit the cover off the softball. So that's kind of, you know, my, my view of it. 
Right. What about you, Brian? What did you see from them this weekend? Yeah, so like uh, Sean alluded to earlier, that this team wouldn't be satisfied with uh, taking three out of four from Oregon State. And what do you know? They sweep them uh, in emphatic fashion, um, convincingly, uh, over the weekend at Rita Hillebrand Stadium. And like Sean said, I agree with them. I think the focal point of this team, what they do best, is hitting the long ball. And that's how they won a lot of games and beat up on a lot of teams. And they clearly showed that this weekend, you know, going yard 12, uh, 12 times. So, again, and four of them came from their star shortstop, Jesse Harper, like Sean mentioned. So, again, I think the long ball is, continues to be that catalyst for Arizona. And also, Alyssa Palmino-Cardosa, again, uh, she finished with six hits in a row uh, to finish the series, including five extra base hits. So, again, uh, another big-time offensive catalyst for them. And I thought this team showed a lot of character, uh, pride and resiliency in those two games on Saturday where they fell behind 5-0 in the first game and 2-0 in the second game with a doubleheader set. So, again, hats off to them uh, for showing character and being, being able to battle back and win those uh, grinded-out comeback uh, games. So, again, I think that's a big testament uh, to their head coach, Mike Candrea who obviously is uh, regarded in such a high esteem around Arizona and in the nation. So, yeah, congrats to them. They really needed this win, and this series couldn't have come at a better time after underwhelming performance against Washington and uh, that road trip. So, congrats. Yeah, as I mentioned last week, you know, every team is going to go through their rush practice. That's really how you bounce back from them really shows uh, what the team is about. And as you said, Brian, this – you know, the sweep can come out a better time just coming off the rush, rough stretch that they had uh, prior to the series. So as we look forward to this week, four games at Stanford, uh, Thursday, April 1st through Saturday, April 3rd with the doubleheader on Friday. Uh, so far this season, Stanford is 22-4 and four and 3 and overall in uh, Pac-12 play. So this should be, I would assume it would be, a, I would expect it to be a more competitive series. Uh, Sean, what are you looking for from the team this weekend? So, again, I was really high on this four-game sweep against Oregon State, but as they're undefeated at home. And when they've gone on the road, they faltered. So that's why I said, I need to see something that shows me that this team is the real deal. Because I was sold at the beginning of the season, and then they went on that road trip, and I already said my hand was hovering over the panic button. So with Stanford on the road, I want 3-1. I want three games out of four. And here's the keys to, I think, for them winning this series against uh, Stanford. One, leadoff hitter Janelle, I think it's pronouncing this last name right, Meonio, she needs to stay hot because she has emerged now as not only one of the best leadoff hitters for this team, but I honestly think potentially one of the best leadoff hitters in this conference. I think at one point she was actually leading the Pac-12. So she needs to keep getting on base because she's fast. She's able to pull the ball down the line. That's what I like. I think she's a lefty like me. So like when you can pull the ball down the line, especially with first base, that's how you get a lot of triples doubles. Yeah. But when you can get a triple, even if you're the leadoff hitter, you're going to get runs in second thing. Um, Brian and Seth both alluded to her. And this is one of the players I think is one of the best at the game is Alyssa Palomino Cardoza. And we saw what happened when she stopped hitting during the Florida series on that road trip, the team average, everything just went down. For whatever reason, it is key that she gets on base. She, I feel, is the life and blood of this team 
being on the team so long and being such an experienced hitter. I think when the season started, I think she had like a seven game hitting streak. So she needs to keep getting on base as well, because as we see, she can hit the long ball and she's also fast on base. So she needs to get on. And then third, as Brian alluded to it as well, got to go. You got, you got to go yard. Stanford is one of the best teams in the country and Arizona's at their best when they're just pounding teams in the dirt in the early innings. And the way they do that is home runs. Janelle gets on base, Alyssa Palomino Cardoza, you got two on. Then someone like Deja Moipola or Charlize Palacios gets up and just smacks it. So that's what they got to do. Janelle's got to get on base. Alyssa Palomino Cardoza needs to get her hitting back on streak and keep hitting those home runs because it's working. What about you, Seth? What are you looking for from the softball team uh, coming up against Samford? Yeah, uh, Sean brought it up. They are 14-0 at home, but – you know, you also have to be good on the road. So uh, getting three out of three out of four out on the road would be important. And in their five losses, all five of them, they've scored um, uh, less than three runs. Um, so I think, I mean, so in their losses, it's they're not scoring. So they need to keep the scoring uh, scoring up. So, I mean, when they lose, it's because they're, they're, they're not scoring. So like in their loss to UCF, uh, they lost 2-0, um, 2-4 to Florida State, 0-2 to Florida State, 1-2 to Washington. 2-4 to Washington. So, yeah, I think scoring runs is the key to uh, um, success for this Arizona softball team. Right. Definitely want to keep this hitting streak and hopefully this momentum that they got this past weekend can carry into the Stanford series. What about you, Brian? What are you looking for from the softball team this weekend? Yeah, so I expect in this series, I think the veterans have to show up. Like, their star players and Jesse Harper and Deja Molipola and Kari Scoopin. I think that trio really needs – uh, should show out and show why uh, they're one of the top players and all the Pac-12. And I think if they continue what they do best and really, um, you know, pounding the ball, they have they all have a high slugging percentage and they can go yard at any point. Um, they're excellent patient hitters uh, who can really give uh, opposing pitchers headaches. So if they can show up, I think Arizona could at least, at least take two of the games, which, I'm sure they want to be satisfied at all, but I could definitely see them taking three out of four. Uh, those players that I mentioned come to show up uh, for that series on the road against Stanford. And also, and Sean alluded earlier, and I agree with him. I remember talking to Coach Candrea um, last week at the press conference and mentioning uh, the benefits of having a player, uh, Janelle Miano's uh, caliber, in which she has such a small strike zone and she doesn't swing at many pitches outside the zone and she can get on base at a very high rate, steal bases at a very high rate and hit for average. And I think having an offensive callus like that, um, it's huge as your leadoff hitter uh, for any team. And I, so I think she's one, without question, uh, one of the key pieces to that team, if not the most important piece to that team. So if she can continue her hot streak and keep hitting for, uh, for average, uh, I think Arizona can do really well this year. Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement that I think, you know, three wins in the series would be really successful. I would say two at the minimum to really show that they can win on the road. Um, but I would definitely hope that they can win three of the four for the purposes of the team, you know, on the road. Obviously, we've seen what they can do at home. But as you guys have all alluded to, winning on the road really shows how much grit your team really has at the end of the day. So if they want to be a true contender, I think, um, you know, these wins on the road will be important. So once again, the softball team will have four games at Stanford beginning Thursday, April 1st, and a doubleheader on Friday, and then one game the 
finish off the series on Saturday. So we will see what they can do this weekend. And now we'll take a quick word, uh, a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome, Daily Wildcat listeners, to the Wildcat Weekly Recap Podcast. This weekly news podcast will highlight and bring you up to date on all University of Arizona news you may have missed in the last week. I'm your host, Maggie Rockwell, Assistant News and Science Editor, and I'll keep you informed and in the know. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you stream. This is a Daily Wildcat news production online all the time at dailywildcat.com. That was a word from our sponsor. If you are interested in working for the Daily Wildcat and are a University of Arizona student, visit dailywildcat.com slash apply now. Like what you hear and want to get this type of content in your inbox? Sign up for a weekly themed newsletters at dailywildcat.com slash newsletter sign up. And we're back with Sean, Seth, and Brian. And now we will talk about the baseball team coming off a series win over number 16, Oregon, which I think was huge for the team. Jacob Berry kept up, kept up his hot hitting uh, with nine hits this weekend. He's currently on an eight-game hitting streak, and he leads the Pac-12 in batting average at 449, as well as RBIs uh, with 31. And I think he's making the case for not just the best freshman hitter in the conference, but potentially in the country. Uh, I'll start with you, Brian, because I know that you were at the games this past weekend. What did you see from the team this weekend? Oh, all right. I must say, like, I'm quickly falling in love with this team. Um, because I mentioned in last week's podcast that if Arizona wanted any shot in beating Oregon, the one of the top teams in the Pac-12 and in all the nation, the starting pitching had to show up. And that's exactly what happened in this series, especially in game one and two. Chase Ilseth, the ace for Arizona, Really got things cooking for Arizona in that first game. Ari, if you told me that Jacob DeGrom was on the mound for Arizona, I would have been convinced and said, yeah, you're right. Because that's exactly what he looked like. I mean, he was he kept hit, uh, Oregon's batters off balance all night. Uh, showed great command with the strike zone. I uh, made a lot of, uh, got ahead early in counts. And you no, know, when he got in those 0-2-1-2 counts, like, that was it. It was game over. Uh, so he made Oregon chase uh balls like out of the strike zone a lot um yeah he was dominant man just a mix of his fastball and off-speed pitches he he looked great it was a sports center web gem worthy highlight should i say so he really set the tone for arizona in game one not much offensive production or any run support for silta that much but still dante williams and kobe cattle were really the main catalyst for arizona in that game to help arizona pull uh to a 5-4 victory it was also impressive to see Preston Price come in relief uh, right after I got, one of the relief pitchers that came in before. Uh, he got taken out after Kobe Cotto made an uncharacteristic like error. So Price comes in, does his thing, uh, very Mar- Mariano Rivera-like, as he has been all year, just shutting out uh, opposing batters. And, yeah, man, it was one, two, three for him. That seventh inning got out a really big jam. And, of course, Vince Finelli came in. Uh, unfortunately, he gave up that one hit, 3-1 shot uh, to right field. Uh, but the Cincinnati kid bounced back in a huge way, striking out the next two batters to end the game and pre- preserve a big 5-4 win for Arizona in the first game. And then game two is a different story. And it looked like the team back in Frisco, Texas, like they must have thought that they showed up in Texas or, or something when they came to – uh, the ballpark at home that morning. And yeah, man, they went on a, on a hitting parade. They put up, what, 15 runs on 16 hits. Um, very impressive offensive uh, 
beat by Arizona, especially against a team like Oregon. That's that's a huge statement win, a big series win uh, for Arizona. Again, uh, the highlight of that game was Ryan Holgate with a big league, little league homer uh, against Oregon. So, yeah, hats off to them for that big win. A huge statement. Uh, so they took – they won the first two games. Unfortunately, the game three, Oregon came back and uh, put on a hit parade of their, um, for themselves. So they scored a lot of runs, 18. Uh, so, But the thing that worries me about this team, Ari, is the bullpen. little worry about the bullpen. They did give up 13 or runs on, what, 16 hits in that game against Oregon in game three. Um, hopefully it's just a one-time thing and it's something that doesn't carry over into the next series against Arizona State uh, this upcoming Thursday. So hopefully they can sure things up in the bullpen. And if they do, Ari, I think this is a team you really have to watch out for and a team you cannot take take lightly in this in this conference and in the nation in general. So look out for the Arizona Wildcats because they're playing some great ball right now. Right, you mentioned still Seth on Friday. Uh, the win moved into 4-0. His ERA is 4-3-8, but that's a little bit uh, misleading because he had the one game against Oklahoma where he allowed 10 runs. Other than that, he's been pretty much lights out in the, every other start um, this season. He struck out Oregon's best hitter, Ken, Kenyon Yovan, three times, and then he got struck out a fourth time in that game, and he was seeing like over 400 entering that series, so that was huge. Um, and then on Sunday, we saw Daniel Susak hit two home runs for the second time in the last four games. So that freshman duo that we talked about uh, in last week's episode continues to mash the ball in Barry and Susak. And, uh, you know, the depth of the lineup is really showing as well with six hitters hitting 310 or higher. So it's not just a couple of players. It's really like, you know, over half the lineup, like two-thirds of the starting lineup. Um, Sean, what did you see from the Bithel team this past weekend? So just as I had said last week against UCLA, I was not discouraged by that series loss because they almost took it. And to go toe-to-toe with one of the top teams in the country of UCLA and almost win the series, they really didn't have much to worry about. So I was not surprised to see them, as you said, dominate Oregon. One of the things I will say, though, is that it's going to be really sad for uh, Chase Silseth that he's not going to be able to pitch here his senior year because he's going to be pitching in Florida or in Kentucky somewhere for a minor league team because he is – this guy's major league pitcher. I honestly think he's going to get drafted. If he wants to leave after this year, I could see him being like a late, like nine, 10th rounder, but I do think he'll stay another year, but he's not going to be here a senior year. Like I said, what a gem against them in that first game. I mean, he didn't like just, just unbelievable. He's, I think he's one of the best pitchers that Arizona has ever had. And then, yeah, there was that scare at the end. They'd allowed three runs in the ninth, but that wasn't him won that one, five, four, I mean, second game, do I even have to talk about it? 15-2, you know, that that speaks for itself. Yeah, they lost a third game, but, you know, as Seth mentioned before earlier on in the the season as well, you're not going to win every game. And if you take a series, that's going to be good enough. And to do it against, like, as Brian just said, Oregon, one of the best teams now also in the Pac-12 and in the nation, I think they're ranked number 16 at the time, Arizona's letting everybody know that they're a team to be reckoned with as well. And I have full confidence in this team going forward. Yeah, the bullpen could be fixed. But, hey, if the offense is clicking as they are, you know, yeah, if our offense puts up 17 runs and maybe they put up 13, wins a win, ERA doesn't matter, batting average doesn't matter. It's that win-loss record that matters to carry them into the national title. And as I said one time with Sev, I don't know if he'll agree with me now, or way early prediction, but I do see this team eventually going to Omaha to compete for a national championship. 
yeah, clean up the bullpen. I don't really see anything else. I'm I'm really excited for this team going forward. I think they actually had a better, bigger weekend than the softball team. Yeah, they swept, but they played Oregon State. Really not a big deal. Oregon, one of the top baseball teams in the country, and I honestly think Arizona brought them in and they embarrassed them. Right, the bullpen was a little, you know, a little up and down uh, on, or not. It was it's been a little bit up and down throughout the season. You know, we saw it at its worst on Sunday, unfortunately, but I think it will bounce back. Obviously, most games where you score 13 runs, you're going to win, you know, the far majority of those games. And I think the bullpen has a good mix of uh, veteran leadership with Price, Benelli, and, you know, young energy guys in the middle of the game where I think they will be fine moving forward. What about you, Seth? What did you see from the baseball team this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i the, you know, it's a hard to say it again. Uh, Chase Solseth's start, I mean, you – are you brought it up? I mean, his only bad start was from Frisco against uh, Oklahoma in a game they still won. So I mean, so I, that's why his ERA is a little bit inflated. But I, every game, you know, I've seen him pitch. I mean, it's been pretty much lights out. Um, Brian, as you mentioned, anytime it was you know one, two, oh, two in the count. I mean, his his put away pitches are are unreal. I like the shout out you gave. You know, the Cincinnati kid, Vince Finale. You know, I'm a Cincinnati kid as well, so I appreciate that. Um, but I would have to say that, I mean, Coach Johnson's brought it up before, and somebody who's definitely going to be pitching, you know, going to be drafted, has to be Preston Price. I mean, it's where every time uh, his number's called, he's put into pressure situations and he gets the team out of it. His slider, the spin rate or something on it, they're talking about the press box, is, is unreal. It's like major, it's a major league spin rate. So, I mean, he's unreal. I, I mean, it's a team game, of course, but, I mean, I, if I had to say who's the best player on the team, I might have to say Preston Price. But I mean, his his stuff's unreal. So and, and the way he locks he locks in on the mound. I mean, he's you just you can't you can't you know exactly see his face from the press box, but it's just kind of out there. He's just locked in, coming out there to strike people out and get out of the inning, get his team a win. So, but yeah, I thought this was a great series for uh, Arizona. Um, you talked about it already, um, Kenyon Yovin. Um, we'll talk about an Oregon Duck for a second. The dude can hit. Uh, he might be one of the best hitters in the Pac-12, if not the best hitter in the Pac-12. And I mean, they—I mean, in that first game, they—they they completely shut him down. I thought it was a great series for Arizona. I mean, it—you know—losing that last game kind of stings a little bit. You always want to win the last game of series, you know, to kind of—you know—have a good rest of the week. But this Arizona team set up, and and Sean, I still think it's too early to give a College World Series pick. Um, it's such a crapshoot and you got to win so many baseball games to get there. But I mean, I think we all hope they get there. Yeah. And I also want to mention, I believe it was in, I believe it was Saturday's game where they faced Colin Kafka of Oregon, um, who coming into this game gave up one earned run over 21 innings, uh, this season and Arizona completely, I believe it was, they. I believe he pitched like what was it four innings? I, Brian, you were at the game, but I believe it was like four innings, and they put up like seven runs on him, or four or five innings, seven runs, something like that. I really like the patience they showed him, and they kind of really seemed to get him frustrated on the mound. Uh, most of the pitches that were put away pitches, Arizona were patient with and kind of made him work. So I think that that was a huge sign of what the Dolphins can do. You know, I think I believe. Uh, I believe that they lead the country in run scored. So as we said before, even if the bullpen is a little bit up and down, you know, they can still win any game. They're never out of any game. They almost came back on Sunday against Oregon uh, when they lost 18-13. Uh, but, you know, they put, they put up a good fight uh, in the last few innings. 
So that really shows you what this offense is capable of with even just semi-competent pitching. And I think that the starters with the veterans in the bullpen is more than the competent on this pitching staff. Looking forward to this weekend, we have three games at ASU on Thursday, April 1st through Saturday, April 3rd. I'll go back to you, Seth. What are you looking for from the baseball team this weekend against ASU? Yeah, no, I, I hopefully they keep the um, they keep the bat the, the bats going from their last two games and the bullpen starts to come around a little bit. But yeah, hopefully they can go in there. It's it's kind of weird. They have the three games at ASU, then they have a Sunday, Monday off, and they come back and play one game on Tuesday, April 6th against uh, ASU. So kind of weird little scheduling thing there. But um, yeah, I, you know, three out, three out of four, I think should be their goal. Again, you know, Sean's a little bit more of an optimist than I am to, you know, say I, they should sweep. But, you know, I think it's very hard to sweep, you know, beat a team four, four games in a row. So I think three out of four should be the goal. Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement that three or four would be a successful series. I'll go to you, Sean. What are you looking for from the baseball team this upcoming week in these four games against ASU? So, as Seth said, offense needs to carry over. Bullpen's got to tighten up. Take two out of three at ASU and then take the one game at home. What about you, Brian? What are you looking for this weekend? Well, I'm really looking forward to uh, keep one player in mind that we all should be focused on, and that's cap freshman catcher Daniel Susak a guy that really had one of his better uh, performances this series against Oregon. Uh, I thought he made a huge statement, especially against a team of Oregon's caliber to come up big, especially in game three. He went four for five, two doubles, two homers. I mean, have a day, Daniel Susek. And especially on a second homer, like he launched a moonshot across the left field wall. I'm like, my goodness, dude, this guy is just on a tear right now. And it could have come at like a better time um, this season, like I know earlier uh, in the season, in that first series against Ball State, he struggled a little bit. Uh, but man, ever since then, he's really uh, picked it up offensively, and it's just a huge catalyst for them um, offensively. And of course, Jacob Barry as well. Just really all the freshmen in general. I think uh, the way they've been performing this season has really helped uh, Arizona get off to uh, an excellent record so far. So I'm looking forward to see what they do against another tough team in Arizona State. I think it won't be easy going up there uh, by 10 to Tempe. And, like, I agree with you, uh, Ari and Seth. If they can take at least three out of four, I think it'll be a successful series uh, for Coach John Johnson and the boys. So I yeah, said that really too, Brian. Forward. I said three out of four. Oh, man, my bad, Sean. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just a, I'm not a sweep or nothing guy. Like I know three out of four sometimes now that all the teams have lost, I've been humbled. Don't worry, Seth. I have been humbled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian, you mentioned Susak and it's not just his power at the plate, which is obviously great too, but also as a freshman, his poise and, you know, his defense behind the plate calling the game, I think is something that also has really stood out. And coach Johnson has alluded to that multiple times this season. So that's another thing to you know, keep an eye on is not just his power at the plate and just, you know, ability to hit at the plate, but also his defense uh, behind the plate in calling games. So, again, uh, they will have – the baseball team will have three games at ASU beginning Thursday, April 1st, which is also the start of the MLB season, uh, Thursday, April 1st through Saturday, April 3rd. And then that following Tuesday on the 6th will be one game at High Corbett between these uh, same two teams, Arizona and ASU. 
ASU is 15 and five overall and four and two in conference play. So it should be a solid series between, you know, these two rival teams. I think, you know, it should be a fun series. And so we will see if the softball and baseball teams can both take three out of four in their series coming up this upcoming weekend. Uh, so that will do it for this episode. This has been Play Ball, the Billy Wildcat Baseball and Softball Podcast. Thank you to everyone involved in the making of this show, including sports editor Jacob Minuti, myself, managing editor and producer Pascal Albright, editor-in-chief Sam Burdett, the Daily Wildcat Sports Desk, and the Daily Wildcat online all the time at dailywildcat.com. And listeners like you, thank you. Please subscribe, rate, comment, and share, and we will catch you all next week. Woo! <laughs>